Welcome to another edition of the Arizona United SC show. I am your host, Garrett Cleverly. On today's show, as you can see in the description, we're joined by New Jersey native, Brown University graduate, John Okafer. How you doing today, man? Good. How about you? I'm doing excellent. But before we get the show going, we, we have to answer the question. Do you want to go by John or Jonathan? What do you prefer? John's fine. Any, any reason why or, or just because is is, it's shorter? Uh, I'm just used to being called John, honestly. I feel like Jonathan's a little bit too proper, so it's easy for me to go. So you're a pretty casual guy? Yeah, yeah, I try to be. Uh, I'm serious on the field, but off the field I try and relax. So I've, I've noticed that. We'll talk a little bit about just kind of you on the field with Arizona United. Before we get into all of that, uh, kind of give us a little background about yourself. You know, Kind of let people know, you know where you came from, who you've played for, just kind of a brief description on, on, on your life. Yeah, I uh, grew up in northern Jersey, uh, in West Orange. I uh, played for Red Bull youth team growing up. Actually, played a, played a little bit with uh, Matt Castle. And uh, when I was 16, I went to PDA. Played there for a couple years, then went to uh, college with uh, Brown University. Played a year there, got called up to the national team, played with the U-20s for about a year. And then uh, got some injuries in college, some setbacks. But um, afterwards, I got came out, got drafted by Chivas, kind of got hurt while I was out there. Came back to school, finished up, and uh, kind of just trained and stuff, waited for an opportunity. And uh, got an opportunity to go out last year and play in the Vekas League in Finland. I played for uh, MIPA, so that was definitely a good experience. I got a lot of games in. And uh, it was good for my career, and now I'm back home. I have the opportunity to play in front of Arizona fans. You guys seem like you're awesome. And uh, hopefully we can have some good memories and win some games this year. Okay, let, let's retract before we get into all that. I'm glad you say the, the Finnish league correct because I, I know I'm going to butcher the league name of that. But but uh, you said you played for the New York Red Bulls Academy, and you also said you played for PDA. The, the, uh, is it Player, player Developmental Academy. How did that help you as a kid growing up playing? Because, you know, it, it's a level above club. I mean, it's the best of the best. I mean, how, how did that help you as a youth in terms of your development? Yeah, so uh, when I played there, their academy came actually after I was done. So I never got to play an academy. But when I was growing up, Red Bull had just started. So it wasn't like the best club yet in Jersey. PDA is actually one of the biggest clubs, still still is one of the biggest clubs, but I think uh, definitely Red Bulls are coming up. But back in the day, PDA was a great club. They had a, a lot of players that went on to play in a lot of uh, big schools, a lot of guys in the ACC and stuff like that. So it was definitely great going out there, being able to play with the best guys, being able to play up in age as well and get some experience. And I thought that showed me kind of I got to see what the older guys did and that's something that really helped me going forward. How was that? Because it definitely seems like New Jersey. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what's in the water, but New Jersey seems to produce a lot of soccer players. I mean, there's a ton of guys from Jersey. It shows the Altador, Tim Howard. Just I mean, those are the bigger names. But there's a lot of other guys, including yourself, from Jersey. I mean, how was that playing in just such an area of, of with so much talent of so many good quality players? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, Jersey. <laughs> has a really high population density, so there's a lot of players out there. And I think there's a lot of uh, Spanish guys who help the background. A lot of, there's, a lot, there's an African background there as well. 
And I think there are just a lot of teams, like a lot of kids able to work together. And we're influenced a lot by Eastern New York. There's always that rivalry kind of going. So we just honestly, we have a really good grassroots campaign. A lot of older guys do well. I think we got to look up to a lot of guys in college and stuff like that. Whereas I think out west or in the Midwest, there's not as many clubs. There aren't as many kids playing. So there's just not as much competition just by sheer numbers. Whereas, I mean, you mentioned some of them, but there's Danny Satella as well. Obviously, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, the ki- the guy actually was playing in uh, Italy now who actually turned down. Was it, do you remember? Giuse- Giuseppe Rossi. Yeah, Giuseppe Rossi is one of g- really good friends of a good friend of mine. So I guess one per- one degree of separation. But uh, he was a lot of we got to look up to guys like that. And we wanted to be younger guys wanted to be like those guys. So we just and there was a lot, like I said, a lot of competition. Everybody was right on top of each other. And if somebody was better than you, you wanted to kind of prove you were better than them and step up a level if you could. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm sure when you come out to Phoenix and you see how spread out everything is, and I mean, L.A. is six hours away, Vegas is five, San Diego is four. I mean, a little more spread out out here, but I could definitely see your, your take on Jersey. So you, you grew up in Jersey, you played youth there, then you chose Brown University to play there. What, what went into your decision to, to attend the Ivy League school? Yeah, actually my uh, my parents kind of forced me to go. Uh <laughs> I uh, wanted to, I really, growing up, I really wanted to go to St. John's, and uh, I remember toward the end, Wake Forest started recruiting me for a bit. Would have definitely been nice to go over there and win some national championships, but uh, my parents really thought education was an important thing, and uh, Brown is pretty much traditionally the best Ivy League school, and they, a lot of times, are in the top 20, and they do compete. So it was kind of, I mean, like I said, my parents really just made the decision for me. And, I mean, I'm grateful that they did because I don't know what would have happened if I made another decision. Who can say? How was it attending there, though? Because, you know, that school is obviously academics are so important. I mean, how did you find that balance to have a successful soccer career but also balance your academics at the same time? Yeah, it was actually my freshman year. I struggled with that. I came in as a... I tried to do uh, biomedical engineering. Yeah. and uh, Wait, your freshman year? Yeah, that was like my major. And uh, I got through the freshman year, but I realized like I wasn't going to make it. Like in terms of time, I kind of had to make a decision. Like I said, that was when I got called up to the national team as well. And then it was kind of like I decided to just try and pursue soccer more so. So I switched my major to applied math econ. Not saying that that was easy, but it was easier. And uh, I don't know. I got I definitely what I usually did was in the fall, I kind of took easier classes and I put my heavier course load in the spring. And what's different about the Ivy League schools versus other schools in the Big East, their spring season is a little bit more lax. Like we don't have as many games. We, we're not allowed to be out on the field playing for as many hours. So I definitely did a lot of work on my own for my game. But in terms of a te- in terms of a team's activities, I had more time to kind of work on my ac- academics, which was obviously important to me as well. Not that we want to get into discussion of, of NCAA, and, and but you know, you mentioned the spring soccer. You know, some some teams do play spring soccer. You play about like six games. Do you think it's important for for college programs to be able to continue to play in the spring, or do you think, as you said, I mean, does that break kind of help you be able to focus on academics? 
Honestly, I think I mean I've there I have a lot of qualms with the college system. I think that uh a two month season it's just it's just not enough for a player to really improve. I think you get in, there's like a it's a hurricane of a season and by the time you actually you see players actually starting to improve and get better, the season's over. And then they have to it's kind of in a a twelve month year, you can only really play competitively for two months. So I think I personally think the spring season's great. I think they should extend it a little bit longer if they can. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot of things that goes into that, so it's easy to say, much harder to implement. But uh, in my case, I don't think I could have made it through a harder spring season just because of the academic strain that an Ivy League school puts on you as a player or an athlete, I should say. So you get called up to the U20 national team. What, what was that experience like being able to represent your country? Uh, it was crazy. I, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I, I went down there. Uh, Thomas Rongan was a coach at the time and I got to meet a lot of guys who actually got, became GAs and stuff like that. And I got to experience what play, what the top level players were like during that age group. So it was definitely an experience. And I think it was the moment where I realized that I really wanted to do this. I was able to compete with those guys. And I definitely thought some guys were better than me at the time, but I felt like I was right there. And that was the, kind of the moment where I realized if I put in just a little bit more work and I perfect my craft, I can maybe go somewhere and play. Well, you did put in a little bit more work. You said you got drafted by Chivas USA. That didn't work out. But you move over to Finland, played your first pro season there. I mean, being able to play in Europe, I mean, come on, it has to be a dream come true, right? Yeah, yeah, it was exciting. Uh Definitely. I went out there. I don't think the team was expecting much from me, to be honest. And I did really well in the preseason. Got to play a ton of games, especially preseason games, which was good for me because at the time I was lacking experience. And uh, I got to play in Europe. Time, I mean, Europe is so different. It was definitely an experience. But I think I learned so much from the experience. The level was great. I was challenged every day on and off the field. And I really grew from the experience. What did you What did you learn? I mean, what, what did you take away? Was that your first time ever in Europe? No, I'd been in Europe before, but I mean, the it's funny. Like people go on vacation for a couple of weeks, it's just not the same. Like I was there for eleven months straight, almost a year. It got to the point where I honestly felt like I almost forgot what it was like to be back home in America. And you just have to adapt in different ways. Like people are different. What they What they want to do is different. But uh, you have to find your way. You kind of have to find your way in the system, find a way to acclimate, acclimate or assimilate in any way possible and find a way to be happy and keep your level up on the field because at the end of the day, that's the only reason why you're there. So it's, you always have to produce. How was playing? And I, I'm going to butcher the league, so I'm not going to say it, but how, how was playing in the league? I mean, what was the quality like? It was, I was, for me, like I guess going in a lot of people, I didn't know much about the Finnish league. But for me, the level was very good. I thought what ended up happening was the top, most teams had a lot, most teams had like 13 or 14 very good players. So like in the beginning or when teams were healthy, the level was very high. But at times the level would drop off because most teams carried very small squads. So when suspensions and uh, red cards or whatever have you or injuries came into play, they'd have to bring up youth guys and at times the level would drop. But for definitely for my first professional season, I thought the level was good. The best team in the country is Hoyko. They're they're a strong squad, so uh, it was definitely it was a great experience. It really was. 
when it definitely seemed like you enjoyed a productive season. I mean, you appeared in over 30 matches, so you were able to avoid injuries and, and all those suspensions. I mean, it looked like your first pro season was, was a great success for you. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I didn't, ex- like I said, they weren't expecting much from me. Uh, in the beginning of the season, I started off kind of coming off the bench and, uh, I did well. The coach started believing in me, and he gave me a couple opportunities. I did well, scored a couple goals, and they started playing me, and I kind of became a feature in the lineup. And uh, it was exciting because our team was doing – our team did well, and I got to really – I felt like I solidified myself as a player, which is what somebody always wants to do in every league they, they're in. How's your finish? Uh – I can speak pretty well. Uh, I, can, I can speak. I, uh, there's not much to do when you're overseas and you don't know the language. And the internet was slow, so you can't game that much online. Wait, wait, wait. The internet was slow in Finland. Producers of Nokia. I mean, come on. Yeah, because, well, I was kind of in the country. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was my house. I don't know. But every time I tried to go online, it was just slow. I couldn't play. It was too much lag. So I uh, just got, I really got into studying the language, probably studied like two or three hours a day. The team found me and another guy, a tutor, and she helped me out a lot. So yeah, I really, and I, for me, I felt like learning another language is, it's always, it's something that everybody should do. It's a good thing to learn, you know? No, that's exactly right. I know Finnish is tough. There's a girl from Tucson from Arizona who's actually playing in, in one of the Finnish uh, divisions of the women's league out there. And she's always saying how difficult it is. You, you said play on the internet. Are you, are you talking video games or, or just being able to communicate on Skype with, with your family and friends? Yeah, mostly video games. I was that, I uh, I shamefully spend a little bit too many, too many hours of my life playing. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was bad. The lag was really bad. I couldn't couldn't do what I wanted to do online. That's the one thing you take from Finland. How was it? The internet was slow. Um, well, you end you end the season in Finland. H- how did you get back to America? I mean, how did you find Arizona United SC? I mean, how are you here right now? Yeah, so I actually, after I finished playing in Finland, I wanted to try and make the move to uh, Sweden or Norway after the season. I kind of wanted to stay, at the time I wanted to stay in um, Europe. But uh, I came back kind of talked to some people and I heard that I kind of heard that Arizona was starting up a new club and there the management there was good they, they had a good owner and they were bringing in some good guys so I felt like I wanted to be a part of it and luckily Kevin we were able to work something out and he wanted me to be a part of the family here so the rest is really history and it definitely seems like you found a home. You started in the last two games. I mean, your, your presence on the field is really felt. I mean, when I watch you play, you're a player that, that is already two steps ahead before you even touch the ball, whatever you're trying to do. Your body positioning is great. I mean, kind of for people who haven't seen you, kind of describe what type of player you are on the field. Uh, that's a good question. I like to uh, – I definitely think I'm an attacking player. I always want to get in behind the defense, but – I think something that I've really developed learning is finding kind of the spaces in and around defenders, always trying to keep the defender on his toes, guessing what I'm trying to do. So like I'm always trying to get off a defender's shoulder. And the second they get, I find the ball or the balls around me, I'll always try to make a step away from him and kind of force the defender to come and make a challenge on me. And I'll use that opportunity to get him behind. 
I try and use my strength. I try and be a physical presence. I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like six one. So if things don't if things don't go well for me, I can kind of turn the game ugly and physical and just make. I just like making myself a nuisance. I know a lot of center backs and a lot of outside backs and a lot of my friends. They tell me the hardest thing for them is when a forward makes their lives difficult, whether they're on or off the ball. So the more times I make a defender feel uncomfortable, the more likely he's going to make a mistake, and I can hopefully capitalize on that mistake. Are, are they telling you this during games, or is it after games? No, it's like I usually I, I'm a, I like to I have a lot of banter with guys in the locker room. So if I get around the guy on a play or he stops me on a play on my team in training, I'll ask him, like, what was he thinking there? Like, why he did such and such a thing? Why did he step or why did he drop? And try and feel out what he's thinking because generally majority of defenders think similarly or less obviously a defender at a higher level will think better than a defender at a lower level but generally defenders on my team are around the same level as defenders on other teams so if I can kind of pick their brain and understand what they're doing I can also understand my enemy I like that that's smart you know taking advantage of training and and using the mental game too before I let you go and before you get that afternoon nap which I know you're already starting to doze off we have some questions people submitted on Facebook and on Twitter first question is from Eric Hayes how has the win affected energy and attitude in training oh the win was great I mean we uh I thought we didn't we looked at the game a, a little bit this week and we weren't very happy with our performance I thought we and we all talked about it together as a team we thought that uh there were parts of the game where we really broke down and we were kind of sloppy and things like that but in terms of the attitude it's always great to learn things from a win rather than a loss so everything's been a lot more positive the guys who uh weren't in the lineup or have been working really hard to try and get back in the lineup and the guys who were in it are trying to stay in it. So it's definitely been exciting. Everybody's been so positive this week, and we're excited, especially because Sacramento have been doing really well in the league. So it was definitely a great first win, especially after the tough loss we took the first week, and it just looks like things are going in the right direction. Next one is from Leo Linkford. I think this is a great one. What is your biggest fear and why? Uh, My biggest fear... I think my biggest fear would probably be in terms of on the field stuff or just in general, would you say? We'll, we'll go on the field stuff for right now. Okay. I think my biggest fear on the field would probably be ending a game and feeling like I didn't do everything I could do to help my team. Uh, it's, I'm not, I don't really fear losing. Obviously, losing is a part of the game, and it happens. It's not really something I'm worried about. But something I'm worried about definitely is finishing up a game and thinking to myself, wow, I could have done more to help my team. Because really, that just means I'm not doing my job. And for me, that's unacceptable. Another question from Riley Sidlowski. How has the fan response and turnout been in his opinion, well, in your opinion, excuse me, uh, has anything surprised you? Honestly, going into USL, I wasn't sure what to expect from uh, the fan club. But I think you guys have been awesome. The first game, I know... It was a great turnout. You guys came out, and honestly, I felt felt like we embarrassed you guys a little bit because we didn't do so well. But uh, we came out the second game, got the win, and after Top scored, it was great. He jumped into the fans. You guys were awesome. We stayed after the uh, a lot of us stayed after the game, signed some autographs, and honestly, it's been a blessing. Like I think you guys are some great fans. I would love to get to know you some more, 
And uh, hopefully we can get you guys some more wins so that you guys have something to cheer about in this area. And I got to ask the final customary question. How are you enjoying Arizona so far? It's been fun. Um, I haven't been able to get out and do as much as I want to do. Definitely still in the beginning of the season. Sort of still feels like preseason a little bit. So I haven't been able to get out and see Arizona and see the city. But uh, from the limited things I have done, I've really enjoyed it. The people seem really nice and friendly. A lot of people have helped me figure out things in terms of like directions or just overall friendly demeanor. And for me, that goes a long way when I'm in a new area. It makes me feel welcome. So, I mean, thank you, Arizona. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Well, John, we appreciate you jumping on the show today. We'll let you get back, get some training, uh, get some rest in, excuse me, so you can be fully prepared for that game on Friday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And that was John Okafer on today's Arizona United SC show game on Friday night at the Peoria Sports Complex against LA Galaxy 2. It's another Uniting You Soccer in Arizona event brought to you by Arrowhead Hospital and Arrowhead Advertising. Players age 15 and under who wear their club jersey get in free. We hope to see everyone there. Kickoff is at 7. It's going to be a good one. Everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening.